Hey y'all, welcome back to The Ring Dish, where we dish on all things weddings. It is your wedding planning bestie, Mary, and I am also here with your other bestie, Angela. And today we've got a fun topic. We are discussing our pet peeves again. So buckle up, here we go. Oh my goodness. I don't even know. Like sometimes I'm scared people won't like listen to or like these episodes. I don't know. Or like, I'm scared to put pet peeve in the title because I don't know if that's something that people are like, Oh yeah, I want to hear a wedding planner's pet peeves. Or if they're like, I'm going to skip that. These are ones that Mary and I have the most fun with. And honestly, the reason we share them with y'all is because if there are pet peeves, then they're actually issues that you can avoid. So they become our pet peeves because they are things that have happened at least once, if not more than once. And they've made enough of an inconvenience that we would like to never see them again. So you can make sure that these don't happen at your wedding. So number one, please don't hate us for saying this, but one of our pet peeves is when several young children are running around unattended. The chaos of it, but also somebody ends up managing those children. Unfortunately, sometimes it ends up being us. That's just not where our focus needs to be on your wedding day. Our focus needs to be on you. Now I say this with all the love in the world for those kids. Even so, like one of our favorite venues to work with actually has it in their contract that if you have a certain number of children under a certain age, you are responsible for hiring childcare for those kids. And like, that is not a bad idea at all. We would recommend hiring childcare no matter what. So like that could be everything from finding a local babysitter to like paying your 16 year old cousin to watch these kids. Yeah. And you guys, you know, what blows my mind from weddings of yesteryear, even you see it on some, I don't want to say older because when I think of wedding crashers, I think of me in like almost my heyday, but um, <laughs> so now I feel old, but like <laughs> they, the weddings that they attended all had kids tables and having a young child together with a lot of other young children could be perfect. They can keep each other company. Also, it could be complete chaos. Y'all know your family and your friends and their children the best. And this is something that we will always say it is our pet peeves because we have had experiences that were not fond. However, you know your people the best and it's up to you to make those decisions. Now, one item where I'm going to tell you right now, 99.9% this never works is just having an unplugged ceremony sign. You want your guests to be fully present and all you put up is a sign. Let me tell you, half of them will miss it. And the ones that do see it, they read it, but it's in one ear and out the other. Not to mention most unplugged ceremony signs go on easels and y'all never trust an easel, never trust a sign on an easel. If Especially there is, outside. If there is one puff of wind that is falling off. Yeah. Unless somehow it, everything is a million pounds. I don't know what it is. Easels outside are not the best. We end up tying things with fishing line or taping things and it just it's not the best because it's done in haste most often because it's not planned for. So if you have a sign, there are some super fun and modern ways that you hang your sign from a stand versus just placing it on an easel outside. Anyway, unplug ceremony signs, y'all, they never work. 
we like using the two prong method of having unplugged posted somewhere, either in your program, it could be on a sign if you absolutely want a sign. But then we also like to have the officiant restate that, reiterate, hey, we've got a photographer, we've got a videographer here, please put your phones away. You want your guests to be in this moment with you. So we will always have the officiant reiterate that want from the couple. Yeah, absolutely. And that's been fairly successful. There's always somebody who still thinks they're more important or that the rules don't apply to them. And those people in general are honestly my biggest wedding pet peeve because they cause so many other issues on the day of, but I digress. So it depends on how um, like how serious you are, I guess, about the unplugged ceremony. There are so many options though. One that actually is really effective and fun is having like a social media moment during the ceremony. Like right when the bride and groom walk down the aisle, the preacher will say, or the officiant will say, um, okay, now everybody get out your phone, take your picture, take your selfie, whatever, and then put it away and keep it away for the remainder of the event. Thank you very much. You can also, um, if again, if you're like super serious about this unplugged situation, you can also have like either a place for people to put their phones when they first walk in like a basket, like you may not pass this point until you put your phone in this basket. That might be a little drastic. So you can also have little envelopes on the back of the chair in front Front of them that's like please put your phone here until the ceremony is has come to an end and you can be snarky and sarcastic with that note um depending on your personality or you can be super sweet about it whatever fits your vibe i want to piggyback on that because i came across a reel on instagram recently and i thought it was the most fun thing ever unfortunately most venues would not necessarily allow this to happen in the way that it was shown on the reel because of how the alcohol was served but they had a little station that was like hey put your phones away here's something else for you to do with your hands have a beer and they had um, cute little coolers out with beers and bottle openers and bottles of wine. And it was like a self-serve type situation. So it was like, we don't want your phones out. Here's something else to do with your hands. Enjoy. Most venues won't allow for this because the drink needs to be handed off from by like a TABC certified bartender, blah, 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 liability, boring, boring, boring. <laughs> Boring, boring, boring. It was mandatory, mandatory, mandatory. Yeah. <laughs> Red tape everywhere. But it's such the idea is give your guests something else to do with their hands. Um, something I believe Angela shared, and I also came across it on our Instagram. Instead of a grand exit from the reception, a grand exit from the ceremony where your guests have biodegradable confetti poppers or they have rose petals to throw or something. They have things to put in their hands other than their phone. So on that note too, like you could still do the, the drink instead of a phone and like just have your bar open for half an hour before the ceremony. If you're going to do that, also have your guests get there half an hour before the ceremony. So put like five on the invitation instead of 530. What could be so fun, depending on the vibe you're going for. I just thought of this. What if you had a ceremony drinking game and like you had drinking game rules for the ceremony, everybody gets a drink and then like take a sip when you hear I do take a sip. If the bride cries, take 
two sips if the groom cries. Like that would be super fun. Take a sip if the bride can't stop laughing. Yes. <laughs> and then finish your drink when they kiss. That'd be fun. We're getting lit. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun episode. Last but not least, a pet peeve of ours. This kind of goes back to last week's episode. So we're going to link it for y'all if you didn't listen to last week's episode. But um, guests often will not respect the way that they are released to dinner. I don't know if it's because they've been drinking or because they think they're important or because they think the rules don't apply to them. Um, (laughs) That really gets under my skin if you can't tell. But especially if um, like a very common thing to do that we've seen a lot recently at weddings we've attended. And then also we've had a lot of couples say they want to do is release guests, um, either have the DJ come around and release tables or have the planner or coordinator come around and release tables. And we're just here to tell you, people don't respect that. We're going to direct you back to the table numbers episode um, or the seating catastrophes episode. And just remind you that um, the absolute best way, if you're going to have a buffet to send people to the buffet is by table number. Do you have anything to add to that one? No, I if you, if y'all want to hear my thoughts on this, just go back to that. <laughs> just go back to that previous episode. It's, I would hate to rant on both of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all in the last one. Honestly, it's all in the last one. So that's all we have for this week. We don't want to overwhelm you with all of our wedding pet peeves, but definitely consider if you are going to have kids at your wedding, consider hiring childcare. Consider a two-step approach to an unplugged ceremony. And don't forget that releasing guests to a buffet is best done with table numbers or table assignments. And so until Friday, happy planning, everybody.